Hey, Garden Path Podcast listeners. It's another episode of the Quarantine Garden Chronicles. And it is another gorgeous May day. We had a little cool front with some rain come through last night. So even though it is still in the high 80s and 90s, I think I saw Wonderground said uh, it was 98 or something yesterday, which I believe because it is... it was quite stifling and the humidity and the heat it's here but we had that little cool front last night with some rain knocked it down a little bit and it was quite pleasant this morning it was actually a touch chill but you know it warms up pretty quickly here so what's going on uh, around the garden lately and I guess um, hiking wise too, um, because when we're hiking, we're always naturalizing, botanizing, looking for things. Uh, I guess we'll go with last weekend, we went over to the Trinity River National Wildlife Refuge to just go a little bit further than we have been going. It's still just a little bit over an hour east of here. And we wanted to go somewhere that was probably a little bit quieter than where we had been going in Sam Houston plus see some different terrain and habitats. And uh, as you hear Trinity River, it's gonna be a more wetland, bottomland habitat. And honestly, I haven't been in that habitat in a long time, so I was looking forward to getting out there. And I found a great tract north of Liberty and east of the town of Cleveland, uh, the Briarwood unit, and it had about a six mile loop. And I thought, that'd be great, we, can, we could do that. We might not do the whole six miles. <laughs> Well, uh, we definitely did not do the whole six miles because the loop was quite overgrown. Um, it would have been fine for my husband and I to brave, but my son, you know, you know, being three foot tall and <laughs> five years old is not exactly his cup of tea. And he, he put up with it far longer than uh, I expected. So I'm quite glad he did that. But eventually we, we all decided we were done. Um, but it was great. There was a lot of... Uh, there was penstemon, uh, physostigia. We found a Asclepius uh, perennis, which is the uh, aquatic milkweed. And I was excited because I was like, maybe we'll see that because we we're going to be in the right habitat for it. And sure enough, we found one plant. We went down. It was uh, it follows along these bayous in that area. And so some of the areas we were able to get down and hang out along some sandy beachy areas. I mean, these aren't beaches you're gonna pull a towel out on, but they were actually pretty cool to see what have, floods have drawn, drawn up. So we poked around that, took some pictures, tried to stay away from the poison ivy, and really just enjoyed, enjoyed that little hike. I enjoyed it. And then because it was overgrown, we thought, well, we'll try the trails that were closer to the town of Liberty. And we've wanted to avoid those because they were in town. We figured they might be busy. <laughs> well, we figured out why they weren't busy. And the first one was at the back end of a city park. And the city park was, I don't know, it wasn't busy, but there were people out. Uh, but it was you could still social distance just fine. But we walked out back to the trail. And it was going was good. And we get it back there. And there's this beautiful, like, cypress kind of tupelo swampy area and we were like yes this is great and then the trail kind of starts getting wet and you can see where the trail splits and our goal was to get to the boardwalk and go check that out 
<laughs> well, swamp chomping later, the boardwalk's underwater, and it was it was fun, but we definitely turned around. And then we tried another place, not too far away. Same situation, we left off on a levee, it was nice high and dry. We're like, well, maybe the levee will take us around and it'll be mostly dry. No. <laughs> Again, wet. And I probably should have checked the flood gauges at the river to see what everything was doing before it went over that way. So lesson learned, don't go to Trinity River National Wildlife Refuge when it's been raining a lot in the last couple of weeks. But I thought we had fun. It was just nice to get out to see something different. And we got to see a lot of plants. I got to see a lot of uh, pearl crescents at that last site. Uh, there were butterflies. Um, there was some mating going on. I even found a pretty sure a black swallowtail caterpillar on a native uh, carrot family plant. I haven't identified it and haven't even processed those photos yet. But I was really excited. It would look like a first or maybe even second instar of the caterpillar. So that was kind of exciting. It was just a nice to venture out, see some nature and get out uh, from my own backyard and seeing everything I normally see. But yes, here in the garden, things are moving along quite quickly towards summer. Out in the edible garden, the cowpeas are really starting to put on growing tendrils to climb the trellises. The beans are doing the same thing. We transplanted some pumpkins. Well, at first I transplanted a couple that had been in our compost bin uh, maybe even a month ago by now. They And I put them out there and they are starting to climb our fence line. And then we transplanted some others. My son actually wanted to start seeds for the first time. He had a we had a pumpkins on our porch and I, like I said, I put some in the compost. We had one that was still doing okay. And my husband had recently built a little tree house for him. So he wanted to put the pumpkin over there. Well, it stayed there for a couple of weeks and eventually it started rotting and <laughs> it broke open and he's like, I want to plant them. So I was like, okay, well let's just plant them. So he's really proud of, of these pumpkins. It was really exciting because he goes through phases. He's a kid, you know, of, of, enjoying gardening and plants and then sometimes he's just like totally not interested but he was very proud of his pumpkins and so all of these seeds sprouted and I was like you're gonna have to thin these and so we put two in a bigger pot I'm still not sure what we're gonna eventually do with the ones that are in the bigger pot but the extras I put out in the in the garden and I don't know maybe we'll get some pumpkins from them or from the ones I put in the compost we'll see and um, I need to get out there and do some weeding soon and a few okra are up yeah i just need to do some tidying up there i've been trying to be hands-off and not so worrying about how things look but i also need to stay on top of a couple weeds that are pretty noxious in the summertime out there the flower garden is is doing okay i need to get on top of some weeds as well here uh i did transplant the uh viola palmeta violets that i had in our right-of-way, I transferred a few more of those to the garden. So I'm excited to see how those fill out. Um, just just trying to go around and see what else I can fill out without having to buy plants online or... So maybe in a month or so it'll be safer to go to nurseries. I know, I know you can. I just feel it's a little early. I'll just say that. So... I would love to flush them, some areas of the garden out, but I guess they're just going to be bare for now. Oh, the monarch update. Everybody is tucked away in a chrysalis right now. I, you know, I think I mentioned in one of the episodes that I had 16 eggs that I collected. 
I feel like that's still true. <laughs> but now I've only been able to count 15. I have 15 chrysalises. I have, every time I counted caterpillars, it was 15. So either I miscounted or somebody got eaten or escaped or something. So, but everybody is in a chrysalis as of this morning. A couple of them, about two days ago, went into chrysalis and then everybody else has been slowly following suit. So I'm excited not having to go pick green milkweed for them every time I turn around, which is what happens in the last couple of days. You're picking milkweed for them constantly. I did end up moving a couple caterpillars I found out in our garden because I had missed them. Our tropical milkweed just, I mean, they're just why I collected all of these to begin with, because our tropical milkweed was not going to sustain that amount of eggs. And so what got left, they ate the tropical milkweed. They kind of ate on the common milkweed. Then I found them on a vine called Inglepod. It's a Gonolobus suberosa, I believe. Don't hold me to that because it's changed scientific names recently. It's a milk milkweed vine. And I've heard that they can eat that, but I've never seen them. And I've never really heard anybody talk about it too much that monarchs would go to them. Well, sure enough, I found three of them eating on it and it comes up naturally in our garden and I've always just kind of let it trail around whatever so I thought okay well if y'all are eating this and y'all are out of tropical milkweed and you're not really wanting to eat the common milkweed for some reason I don't know it still looks good I, I pulled the ones I could find later and moved them to the green milkweed so hopefully that will help uh, hopefully the ones I moved they'll be happy over there and the green milkweed patch just looks so beautiful I wish it was in my yard I wish I hope that lot is never sold um, or I can convince the future owners to continue letting me pick their milkweed. Uh, but that lot is gorgeous and I would love to love to get that something like that established here. Uh, you know, I keep trying every time at the end of the season, I will go pull, pull milkweed seeds and either try to stratify them here and then kind of plant the seeds out in the, in the right of way or I've just let them seeds kind of go out in the fall let them stratify naturally but I've never got anything established but next year we need to maybe burn that right away kind of get the grass down maybe that'll be the time to really try to get something established I don't know just just thinking of things here that I want to get done in the garden it's a it's always a long trial not a long trial but a long planning phase in any garden of what you really want it to be like in 20 years or 30 years or heck I guess just five years and uh, it seems like you're what you have one year it changes you know three years later so we'll see it's always ever evolving and changing and and growing and that's about it for the garden this feels like I might have rambled a little too long this time but that's the update for this week. I hope everybody is staying safe, uh, is healthy, is being able to get outside and do some gardening. Maybe you've got, uh, maybe you are enjoying the spring we enjoyed a month ago and are getting all of those ephemerals coming up now. Um, I know I've been watching a few people share things that I'm like, I saw those a month ago. Yeah, you're seeing them now. So if not, maybe you're further south and you're getting some even warmer weather. <laughs> this annoying airplane flying over.
Um, I think I'm going to be back later tonight, maybe, because I want to do some like ambient noise from all the frogs that are on our pond. It's really loud. You can hear it inside our house and it's really just pretty cool. So I will attach that on later tonight. So I came out here to <laughs> capture the sound of the frogs, but they're not really doing a lot of chirping tonight. I think it might rain overnight or tomorrow. Um, we can hear the sound of the crickets and other insects going right now. So I'll save the frog song for later for another episode if I can catch it next time. Just didn't want to leave you guys hanging. But until then, here's some night sounds. <laughs> 